What is a history of names, a genealogy, more than just a list for historical record? When God is trying to give us a larger message, and he's slipping the clues all around us. I want to welcome you to the Connect with Christ Bible Study, where we take a chapter of Scripture and explore parts of it for a deeper understanding. Today, we'll be looking at Genesis chapter 5. There is a proverb that states, A good name is to be chosen rather than great riches. In chapter 5, we see the first genealogy in Scripture. For those of you that have read through the Bible, you know this won't be the last one. I have had many conversations with students and fellow Christians where the topic of endless lists of names and how boring and meaningless they are are the central topic. I had verse such and such in my daily reading today and it was just he begot him and him begot they and I just skipped over it because who cares. I admit, unless you have a heart for history, unless you are studying and looking for deeper mysteries, genealogy lists can be a bit hard to relate to. Genesis 5 is a chapter that most people read and walk away from with the simple understanding of, wow, they all lived very long. But what if I told you there's a very interesting clue to the heart of God written in this chapter? One of the neat truths about names is that they are actually words like any other word that have meaning and definitions. There are whole books and websites dedicated to the art of helping prospective parents to choose a name that has the right meaning. Peter means king. Mary means blessed. Next time you see someone named Joe, it means God will add. Names have meanings, and the names in Genesis chapter 5 are no different. Now before I go any further, I want to point out that the book of Genesis was not written as a Christian book but is part of the Holy Scriptures of the Jewish faith. I bring this up because most Jews do not recognize Jesus Christ in the way that Christianity does, and it is important to understand that when I share with you the following. The names in chapter 5 are as follows, Adam, Seth, Enosh, Kenan, Mahaliel, Jared, Enoch, Methuselah, Lamech, Noah. But when translated for their Hebrew definitions, they show something very special. Adam means man. Seth means appointed. Enosh means mortal. Kenan means sorrow. Mahaliah means the blessed God. Jared means shall come down. Enoch means teaching. Methuselah, his death shall bring. Lamech, the despairing. Noah rest or comfort. When you line those names up, it makes a sentence. Man is appointed mortal sorrow. The blessed God shall come down teaching. His death shall bring the despairing rest. Now that sounds a lot like a reference to Jesus. That is why I brought up that this is not a book written expressively for Christians. The Jewish faith does not recognize that God has come down teaching. And that he could die, let alone has died and brought rest. As Christians, that is exactly what the New Testament teaches us. That in Christ's death, we have been forgiven. And in that forgiveness, been given freedom. We have been given a new eternal life that will see us rest from all despair. 
In heaven, it says there will be no hunger and all tears will be dried. God placed a hint of his master plan here in chapter 5 so that we all may discover it and have hope. Please join me as I end this lesson in prayer. Thank you, God, for the truth that you have given us. That no matter what we find, no matter what we go through in this world, with Christ Jesus, we can have that blessed hope of eternal life, where no one will be hungry, and that we will all have rest from sorrow. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. <music>